Really Charlie podcast. A weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie podcast. Tune in. It's the Really Charlie podcast. Making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine on the Really Charlie Podcast. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. My name is Charlie Perry, along with my co-host, uh, Russell Ramos. We hey, have hey, another, how you doing? We've got my buddy Michael Samayo coming on very shortly. And in fact, I see him right now. All right. Uh, there we go. What's up, Michael? Hey, guys. Michael. How, how you doing? doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Very, very, very happy to have you guys here. Um, if you can, please share, share this, um, podcast. Um, right now I'm not connected to my profile on Facebook. I'm going to try to do that while we'll talk, while we are talking, um, it just gets disconnected for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on, but we're on YouTube and we are on LinkedIn live with Russell Ramos, Mike Smail, and myself, Charlie Perry. So, how was your day, man, everyone? Okay, it's pretty good, pretty good. Weather was nice, and uh, I just, I, I've been waiting for this weather to come along, so I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was nice up north here, too. Same, same weather you guys are getting. A little bit warmer for us up here, but it was uh, just a beautiful afternoon. Great, Definitely. great, great. That's awesome. We, um, you know, today I got a few things that are up my sleeve, and, um, you know, you guys feel free. You want to talk about something, you know, Absolutely. subject, you just let me know. But we have, um, I have a few questions for both of you. And what I'm going to do is um, I have them all lined up here. And feel free. You want to say, really, Charlie? You can. You can say, really, Charlie, on the air, all right? Okay. So <laughs> we got first question. Uh, you can answer this any kind, any kind of way you want. It doesn't matter to me, but I'm just going to offer the question to you. And we're going to go every other question for Russell, then for Michael. So the first question is going to go to Russell. And Russell, your first question is, what would you do if you found a penguin in the freezer? Oh, man. 
I found a penguin in the freezer. Well, penguins are supposed to be able to deal with the cold. So I don't know if I would be helping the penguin out by telling, helping the penguin out and saying, you know, let me help you out of the freezer. He'd probably get pretty upset with me and say, mind your business. <laughs> All right. Michael, your question I would, is. I would go in a completely different direction. I want to question my, my own, I would question myself to figure out, am I awake or not? Am I in my own home? <laughs> true, 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 true. I'm not interested in helping the penguin. I'm interested in helping myself at that point, trying to figure out what is going on. It's so true. The uh, next question, start off with Michael first. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Oh, um, I'm sort of, I'm going to say a, probably a palm tree because I just want to get, I just, just because of the tropical aspects of that and wanting to be in warm weather and nice weather. That's pretty easy. Up here with pine trees and oak trees, no, not so much, but uh, certainly a palm tree, I'd be, I'd be open to that. Okay, awesome. Um, if you want to answer that, Russell, you can, or I'll go to the next question. If I was a tree? Yeah. Let me see. If I was a tree, I think I'd want to be a pine tree because I would go into the business of selling my pine cones and turning them into SOS pads by break by breaking the little the little ends off, and then you'd be able to scrub what I think I could make a lot of money um, going into the business of selling SOS pine pads. Mm, okay. And no connection to the penguin question earlier with the with the with the pine cones or anything like that. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no relation, Mike, Michael, Michael. Michael. Uh, you have a wall behind you, Michael. There. <laughs> Donnell Senna says he would want to be an oak tree. All right. Oak tree. Would you rather fight one, a one horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses? Can you repeat the question again? Would you rather fight a one-horse-sized duck? Meaning a duck the size of a horse. Yeah, size of a horse. You, or would you f want to fight off a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, wow. It's a lot of quack-quack going on there, man. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I can handle it because there's too much quacking going on. Too much quacking, so it's too much quack. Would... I can't even answer that. It's just too much quacking going on in my head about that scene. All right, what about you, Michael? Probably the one duck because I can't imagine the fight going on very long, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I probably it'd probably be like a one or two punch fight, and it's over one way or the other, you know. I just can't imagine fighting that long with that size duck or that many ducks, so probably just the one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where are these questions coming from, man? This is this is the really me, Charlie podcast. They let me come Google. from really Google, almost. I gotta Google um, this to find out where Joe Charlie podcast questions. Oh, right. okay. I can see the next Let's one see. coming up. Let's start off with Michael. How would you sell hot cocoa in Florida? Um, probably more along the lines of just probably the nutrition value, right? Just sort of the, the comfort value, the nutrition value. Um, and just make it very simple. 
you know, not not warmer, cold weather aspects of it, just to, and I'm, I'm coming down from the business side of things, of course, but um, just appro approaching it as if it was highly nutritious and a, and a really comfort, comfort drink for you um, on those kind of chilly nights down in Florida. Okay. What about you, Russell? <laughs> you know, you know, my experience of selling things, man, yeah. I got to say it again, started with the boys club and in order for us to go to camp, we have to sell so many chocolate bars and um, you sell so many chocolate bars, you go to camp for free. So we would go to someone's house and we would say, we're selling a chocolate. And if a person would say, you know, I just can't buy it right now. My cousin and I had a setup where we would, we would step down from the porch and then start arguing with each other about how lousy, how lousy the summer is going to be not going to camp. So we do this big drama about how lousy it's going to be not going to camp if we don't sell this chocolate bar. And the, and the patrons would always call us back and say, don't, don't fight, boys. Don't fight. Come on up again. So I think if I was to sell hot chocolate like that, I'd have to, I'd have to sell it that way. I'd have to say, you know, if you don't buy my, my, my hot chocolate, I won't be able to buy my Ferrari. Mm, okay. Interesting. Michael? Let's see, Mike. Ah, this is pretty cool. I like this question for Michael. How many basketballs would fit in this mm, room? His eyes lit up. <laughs> Look at him. You know, I used to know that. Um, is it three and a half? I don't know. It just... No answer here. So any your answer is good as mine, you know. It says how many and I don't have an answer. It says how many basketballs would fit in this room? Well I, we'll say your room. So I guess there's no how many basketballs. No exact answer unless we did it, you know. No, so, but there used to be there used to be an answer though. Um yeah. it's not how many balls can fit in a basket. Okay. Wow. But this one says room. Oh, room. Oh, I thought yeah. you said basket. No, sorry. How oh. many bas how many basketballs would fit in this room? So I, I'm and, gonna have to pass there because I have no okay. idea. We'll go to the next one. Because I don't like that question. Yeah. You're in a new addition to the to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? You're a new addition to the crayon box, what color would you be and why? Hmm. Trying to think of a universal color that's not established right now that everyone is looking at. Um, that's a, probably that's an M&M's &M question. And I, <laughs> maybe maybe it'd be an M and M color. That's an M and M's question. It could well be an M and M color, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to you know, try to look at what kind of cars are out there now, and find the colors that are that are showing up with cars. So maybe a sort of I'm going with actually my car, which is looking more like a silver gray sort of color, um, mm -hmm. which is a little bit more defined than a gray dark gray or just a you're kind of down the middle of the road gray. So it's more of a metallic gray that I have. Um, so I'd go with that color. And why? Because I just think where where colors are kind of morphing into one another and kind of shading into one another, I think that's something that could be sustainable. How's that? I agree. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. All right. Let's see. Russell, we're going to move to the next question for you. 
What is the funniest thing that has happened to you recently? The funniest thing that's happened to me recently. Oh, man. It was something that happened to me that was funny recently. Um, I think it, it could it could be trying to figure out where my glasses were and my glasses were on my face. <laughs> that ever happened to you? That ever happened to happened you? happened to a lot of us. Um, all right, cool. Michael, we're going to go to the next Darnell, Darnell said that right shade of red. And I, oh. I think that question about the color, man, definitely Darnell. I would have went with the red because red's my favorite color. So good I choice. I love red, too. Um, let's see. Hmm. All right, we're gonna we're gonna test Michael's intellect. Describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. Wow. I feel like I should have studied ahead here, and I feel like I'm way behind. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. You're not going to camp if you don't get this question. No, I guess right. not. I guess I would not be going to camp at all based on my responses today. Um. <laughs> I don't know, Charlie. All right. Well, I'll give you another one. If you were a pizza delivery man, how would you benefit from scissors, like cutting scissors? I'm stumped. I don't know. How would I benefit from scissors as a delivery man? Um Everything is everything. There's there's very there's no receipts any longer. Everything's electronic. Everything is coming through an app, so you can't use it there. Um, directions are coming through an app. Um, you know what? Maybe if I'm walking around with my shoes untied, I cut my shoelaces to make sure that, that I wouldn't fall down while I'm making my delivery. How's that? All right. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I should have left this one for Michael, but we're gonna give this to Russell. Yay. Why is it? Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? Why is a tennis ball fuzzy? You want to know why a tennis ball is fuzzy? I'll tell you why a tennis ball is fuzzy. Okay. So, if two players are playing a game of tennis, right, and all of a sudden one of them just stops and looks into the looks at the sky and says, "Look." There's a flying saucer above our heads, right? Mm -hmm. Just at that moment when they see this happening, the tennis ball, have it being that it's it's fuzzy, will just stop and stick to the surface of the ground just so that the game won't go on. That's why it's got that stuff on it. Mm. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. <laughs> really, Russell? I tried, but no. <laughs> really, Russell? All right. Make up something good. Right. I know, because I, I, I passed on the last two, so you had to, you had to come up with something I like, there. I like, I, like how quiet, I like how quiet you guys got when I told the story. That was the most important thing. Is mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Michael, mm -hmm. if, you, if you could throw a parade of any caliber, through your office, what type what type of parade would it be? Um, 
again, not to take this through to a serious mode, but I would actually try to promote something that would help um, those who are disadvantaged. Um, and some of the work that we that that I've been involved in, in, in at period at different periods, and we discussed that with Marvin a little bit. But that's what I'd like to promote, and then actually try to drive forward and continuing that momentum going with that particular topic. Okay, perfect. Russell, yeah, what would you do if you were the one survivor in a plane crash? Oh my goodness, if I was the one survivor in a plane crash. Yeah, what would you do? I, you know, this is a good question, and I'm not going to make this a long story, but how many of you remember there was a, a story that used to come on on a, the ABC channel, and it was about these college students, and they crashed on on this military island, and they were always under the threat of the military using the island. So they had to learn, they had to learn how to survive on this island. I think it was called Real People or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If if I had to survive an airplane crash, what on is it an island? Where am I? Where am I, I gonna be? Know. Knowing you would be going to South Beach. So oh well, there was a plane that just went down in South Beach too. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did hear that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty scary. I mean, I've been in a friend friend of mine's plane and and I've even had the opportunity to take the controls. I love it. Man, I wish I could do it all the time. I just think it's it's a beautiful freedom. I think if I I don't know if I crashed, it would be like try to survive, man, and and learn learn how to build a house, learn how to get water, and you know I like to watch those videos on survival stuff. It's important. All right, cool. Let's see. Let me read this first. I don't like that one. All right, Michael, let's try this one. If you could have a machine that produced $100 for life, how would you be willing to pay for it? If you could have a machine that produced $100 for life, how would you be willing to pay for it? Pay for the machine itself? Yep. I don't like that one. All right, let's go. Michael, how lucky are you and why? How lucky, how lucky are you and why? Um, I think I'm very lucky. I And, you know, you and I have gone back and forth on a number of different things, right? And so I've had, I've had the great opportunity to have really great people around me that have supported me my entire life in different, different versions, um, personally, professionally, um, the people that are close to me, I've been very fortunate to have them around. So that's why I'm lucky. Awesome. Great answer. Pretty much the way I would have answered it. Love it. Russell, if you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. What would it be? I got my favorite song, too. I think it would be, um, what would it be? What would it be? I guess it would be Always and Forever. All right. My heat Very wave. Good. Very nice. Darnell says, for real, if I am a pe- delivery 
but to say if I am a delivery pizza guy in the wild and so I happen to have a pair of scissors on me, guess you have to say for protection. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, Shamir Smith, my cousin says, I love you and I love you too, brother. All right. Now, let's just let's answer like a couple of more. It's just an icebreaker for this podcast here. And then I'm going to let you guys pretty much open it up to whatever you want to talk about. Let me see. Can, can I can I have can I have the question for fifty thousand, please? Yeah. Oh, Are there Michael. lifelines for this, Charlie? You didn't yeah, tell us there were lifelines. Lifeline. You can call a friend too. Right. You can call a friend. <laughs> Let's see. I'm calling Michael. The next question. Michael, if you could get rid of of any one state, which would it be, and why? Ooh. You want me to? That gets to be very political. You sure you want me yeah. to answer that? No, we're not going to answer that. <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're going pretty national with the Really Charlie podcast, so we're going to go to the next one. Yeah, I could come up with the answer really quick, but there might be a problem with that answer. Yeah, we're, we're all have um, – it'll be a big – it'll be like a political debate on here. We'll be going crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we get a good evening from Dolly Moore. Good job, man. How you doing? Hope all well with you and your business. Remember, guys, girls, if you need someone to do some of your lawn service, please call Dial Amor. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Russell. Yes. No, this is Michael's question. Sorry. A penguin walks through the door right now <laughs> wearing a sombrero. What does he say and why is he here? A penguin does... walks through the door <laughs> right now wearing a sombrero. What does he say and why is he here? What does he say? He probably says what up when he walks in. <laughs> and um, why is he there? He's probably there just to hang with us because we're pretty, pretty much you know chilling for the afternoon. How's that? That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> oh, man. Ron Henderson Jr. says, don't worry, be happy. Don't so you out of happy. penguin questions now? Is that if a penguin question? I, I, I think that's it. I, two, right. two per episode. Well, well, my question, I do have a question. My question is, who won the 50000 Well, listen, I'm not done yet, man. You, oh, okay, you know, okay. I thought yeah. Michael. You, Michael. You are way behind with that. Michael skipped. No, but Michael Michael skipped the the state question. So I, I no, should, I didn't skip it. I, I would I would I would answer it. But Charlie's podcast is going to go in a completely different direction. And I don't want to do that. So yeah, yes, I know. did. I did beg off two questions. Yes, but I, I was ready to answer that one. Alex said fifty thousand. And Roberta from Public Speaking Coach says for fifty thousand, Alex. Uh, that's nice. Let's see. All right. Who's up? Russell. Yes. All right. Let me see here. All right. The last two questions here. This one's for Russell. How would people communicate in a perfect world? How would people communicate in a perfect world? Just give hugs, I guess. All right. I, I, that's, that's a good answer. I like that. All right. So that's the only form of communication. I would, I would go with the hugs, man. 
you know? Okay. So everybody right. just walk around, give hugs all day long. With this COVID stuff, man, that kind of put the the damper on things. But man, I, I, you know, we we all have been so long without, you know, being here and being there that when you do when you do run into someone, and they do you do have an opportunity to get close and give a hug. It's kind of shocking, man. It's like wow. We've been yeah, away that I've, long. I've, I've, I've experienced that, you know, at different yeah, things really. that my wife and I have gone to that it's been surprising Shit. how you kind of gravitate towards it. And I was, yeah, nice. you know, in certain it's situations, nice. I was caught off True. guard with it and I hadn't anticipated that, but it's, it's actually pretty cool when you see it happen. Yeah. I love it. Great That's answer. A, love it. Thing, man. I agree. I agree. And Michael, the last and final question. And both can of I you go can back answer. to can you give me the tennis? Can you give me the tennis ball question? Because I know that answer, but that's okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna give you that. Well, um I'm gonna let you both answer this one. Uh, we'll go on Michael first, then Russell, and then we'll go to the tennis ball question for Michael. I think we should really have a button to press, you know, like real quick, like you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I don't know why we don't have that, man. The Charlie podcast. You know, you should have came a little bit more technical with this. I could. I think Charlie's Charlie issue is he's got, he's got a limited budget on certain things. So I yeah, think I know. Yeah, I just I gave my change jar that was right here on my desk. You know, that's gone already. You know, <laughs> Michael, why are manhole covers round? I don't know that answer. What about you, Russell? Come on, man. That's real easy. Why a man cover cover man holes covers around? round? Why are they round? Yeah, <laughs> it's obvious, man. If you know, you try to fit a a a, a square in a, in a in a in a circle, it doesn't fit, right? So if you try to get in there or something, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying if somebody's a square and they try to get in the in, inside that manhole, they're not going to fit. Does that make sense? That does. Pipes are round, so maybe yeah. you need a round, yep. round cover. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. And let me get to these comments here. Darnell said, it is a perfect world. We would communicate with each other. <laughs> telepathically. Via, uh, telepathically. Yeah, Darnell, that's that's something else, man. You know, yeah. tele, tele... <laughs> telepathically. Man, if, if yeah. we... You know what? Honestly, Danielle, that's going on now, and I'm not, and I'm not picking on the young kids now. But you know, everything is text, 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 text. Right? We're almost there. All we need to do is just get that one little thing. The only, the only other time I remember when that telepathic thing happened, and there was an incident recently with a young man, and the mom was telling the 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 her son to do something, and he wasn't listening. And I was telling the mom that when I was a kid, if my mother wanted me to do a certain thing, she would just give me that look. And so that was like that telepathic thing was going on a long time ago when when I when our mothers wanted us to do something. If we went downtown or something, they would always give us a lecture, but they always let us know if I give you that look, you know what I'm saying in my head, you know what's going to happen. So, you know, that's kind of been around for a while. We just haven't been using it. Good. I think more more parents ought to use that too. Good answer. All right, Michael. Why are tennis balls fuzzy? 
So a um, little bit of quick history, I'm not getting too technical. So way back when, when tennis balls were created and developed, they were actually made of, the covering was made of flannel. And that got to be unsustainable as far as being able to continue to manufacture that. So they went to felt. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it creates, the, so the tennis ball will create drag. So you can control the ball um, as it goes through the air, goes through the court, hits your racket. Because when the ball hits the racket, it actually grips the racket a little bit. It's very, very slight, but there's a little bit of a push there, too. So if you're paying attention to tennis and you watch tennis, sometimes you'll find a guy or a woman who's serving will go look for a round, the rounder ball who has had more play on it because they'll get more action on their serve because the felt and the nylon has worn away. And that's why they switch, right? So at, 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 at game seven, they'll switch balls or give you new balls again, as so you can, so you have more control on it. You have, you have longer points, more control on the points, more control on the ball. Very nice. Very, very nice. I love it. Everyone, this is the Really Charlie podcast. And these questions were brought to you by livecorea.com. And it's usually questions that are given during the interview process, you know, just to see where you, you know, how far you would go with certain questions. And, um, you know, so just, uh, there's probably tons and tons more. So so I know after all those questions, there's going to be many things that change in our lives now because they get this data. It's going to, this data here is going to go through a couple of other systems and things and a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. Michael, you're going to be getting a lot of uh, phone calls coming to your house you know, there's certain things that they're going to let you know your your character is related to. I know they're going to be coming to my house. They're going to be asking me, you know, why? What was the question? Why would you ask that question? They're going to be following you up the street. You're going to go in the grocery store. Someone's going to be behind you. They're going to ask you why you answer that question that way. It's going to go on and on and on. So these are the kind of things that you got to be real careful for. I'm, and, I'm really concerned about and, the penguin police coming to my house now. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. See, <laughs> and Charlie, Charlie doesn't start yeah. off with a disclaimer. He should have said, you know, I got to write off on this disclaimer because you two guys are going to have a heck of a life after this. Listen, I'm going to wait. Hold on. I got to go pull my shades down. Man. We we are not responsible. I got to pull the shades down, lock the door. <laughs> so well as always i appreciate your answers i love those answers and uh, i thought this was a cool way to start the podcast yeah it was nice and man. uh you know and uh and go from there i like our now, audience we, here our audience is putting some yeah some answers some up. great comments and i really appreciate everyone here you got jack nagia wendy joe jackson darnell senna Shamir Smith, Tawana, uh, Tawana's on there. What are you doing here, Tawana? You're supposed to be writing your next novel. You know, my favorite, favorite author. She's doing a great, great job. Um, let's see who else here. Let me scroll up here. We got Roberta, Roberta, my my favorite person from the Zulu Nation. I appreciate you. Um, definitely got a great, great channel public speaking. Whoa. Lights out. I told you they were coming to your house pretty soon. You, that, you started that, man. It's the aliens. You so started that. Hey, I've been watching those aliens on the... that. had to do with the alien thing you were asking. You know, yeah, I knew they would come through them. the window, man. I really been watching Ain't them, your aliens. You gotta watch out. Michael, you witnessed it, right? We saw both. 
You do, get it get on me. record? You got it I on did. record, yeah. man. Charlie's I'm, bringing it in. Coming to get me. That would have been e. nice bloopers. Here comes E.T. So, Roberta says hi. Um, you're my favorite person, too. Yes. She's uh, definitely got to listen to her podcast. She definitely got some great guests on there. And they, nice, nice interviews. All right. Let me see. What let's go with let's go with what you two want to talk about. And um feel free to talk about anything that you wish. You know, um no restrictions. And um who wants to go first? Michael? Um I would, you know, let's talk about what's going on because I'm, you know, because I'm somewhat displaced from what's going on in, in the New Bedford area. So what's what's been going on there with, um, you know, some of schools getting out? Uh, what's it look like going forward during the summer as far as some activities go? And are there are there things opening up as far as what's happening with with the virus and things like that as far as restrictions and what's happening down there? Um, I'm not seeing too many restrictions. I also um, I noticed that a lot of uh, the different outdoor event, uh, events. Um, there was a big little controversy about um, the Welling City Festival being closed down and a few hours earlier um, compared to other other outdoor events where they are able to maintain their um, in annual hours structures, or annual structures, you know, that they have. So. Um, little controversy about that and um but there's always with the whaling city festival in my opinion there's always someone that kind of throws a wrench in the mechanism all the time when it comes to it um and i think that uh eventually what's going to happen is they're going to probably have to relocate to somewhere else you know Hmm. do it somewhere else because every year that something is being you know, sponsored or or, or allowed. Um, there's always some kind of, you know, twist to it, you know. So you got to jump through hoops. And um, that's not fair to the board members, the committee members. And um, I think eventually you're just going to have to move to another area in the city um, because that, that particular neighborhood seems like they don't want you around. And every year they're going to try to do something. Um, Paul Santos from Paul Santos Live says hello. And uh, well, hello, Paul, look at this guy here. Another local dude doing his thing on the podcast with the Santos Sports Live. Paul Santos. Paul Santos used to be a, a DJ with us back in the day at WUSM 91.1. Imagine yeah. that. How you doing, Paul? Oh, yeah, he played the music. He was on Sunday nights. We were all playing the R&B music. Right up until two in the morning, from ten to two in the morning. Good cool. job, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I like to. Where's like my to music know, list? <laughs> I like. To, I like to know his genre. You know what's he like playing? You know. Yeah, but he let's, played. Let's, he was. He was playing it, man. He was playing. We'll get back to that. Let's. Let's continue with Michael's um, subject. Um, the um, that's the one thing I see. Um, I just want to give Paul a shout out. That's all. Um, the um. I see that that's a little twist. As far as all the restrictions, I see that, um, you know, I'm going into a lot of public buildings without any restrictions. So I think what's going to happen is that's 
is probably citywide because once the city starts, you know, lifting restrictions, we kind of, it's going to be citywide probably. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, uh, but, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I got affected by COVID last week, not as far as a sickness or anything, but it, it affected my hours at work. And, um, and, uh, so it's still buzzing around and it's still, it's still putting a, a hold on a lot of things. So, you know, we got to be careful. We really still have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. We noticed, we're noticing the same thing up here, you know, as far as what's happening and, and you're right, the driver is really the state and then, you know, local governments and what's really taking place. And, you know, that's, you know, we were talking earlier about getting outside and enjoying the weather. That's one of the upsides is that you can do some things that, you know, as far as recreationally not have to be inside and to do it, which is you know something that, you know, my wife and I are looking forward to doing on a regular, we look forward to doing it every day on a regular basis. Yeah. And now it's, you know, I haven't played tennis in a couple of years. And I'm looking forward to getting out and doing that relatively soon because there weren't courts open. They weren't allowing anybody, you know, kind of even sharing the same space. So that's something that we're excited about and look forward to doing pretty quickly. I mean, I hope in the next, you know, month or so we can get ourselves in in some sort of tennis shape and stop doing that. So that'll be fun. Very nice. Yeah, I used to like watching the uh, tennis tournament in uh, Buntwood Park when they had it years ago, decades ago, and I used to enjoy watching that. I won um, that tournament a bunch of years ago. Wow. wow. See that? That was, uh, yeah, that was, um, not that to brag here, but this was the summer before I went to Bryant. I think I told you this. I you know, virtually stopped playing basketball for the summer. I was given the summer off by my dad to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I was taking a ton of tennis lessons. I'd already been a player, but I took a lot of lessons between the end of my senior year in high school and up until that tournament. And it was really my first big tournament to play in. And um, this was a, this was a situation where you had, it wasn't who the best tennis player was. It was mm -hmm. who was who was the youngest and who could stand the heat, and it was six matches in two days. Wow, it was crazy, you know. And um, I played. I think it was a semifinal match at Buttonwood Park. It's like a hundred and two, mm -hmm. and I'm watching courts, different matches on all over these different courts where people are breaking down, having to be carried off while while in the middle of my match. Wow. And I was playing on that. That it used to be the old courts. Where they had the two the two courts, you know, the two the separated by the fence, mm -hmm. and I was in the furthest court in the corner, which had a tree that would shade one side of the court, and I couldn't wait to get to that side of the court because I was, you know, physically going through it. But I was 18, and the guy I was playing in the semifinals was probably early 30s, and you know, it was a mess. So again, I wasn't the best tennis player there. I just happened to be in really good shape, and I and I was, you know. I was stubborn. I wasn't going to give up. Um, so you'd have to, you'd have to drag me off um, that match anyways. And I had to play a couple of hours later in the finals and that was a little bit better because it was cooler, but you know, both of us were not in very good shape playing in the final. So it wasn't quality. It wasn't great, but that was a, yes, that was through New Bedford five, I think back then. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a pretty big tournament in the area. And I knew a bunch of kids playing in that from New Bedford high school and Tabor Academy and that I had come across um, the last couple of years of playing. So yeah, that's a that's a flashback for me in, in, in seeing that and that's uh it's a it's too bad that it's gone. Yeah, I think well just takes takes one person, you know, takes a couple of people just to inspire to get it going again. Um and uh 
you know. So, but I, I used to like walking across Rockdale Avenue and going into the corner and just watch the tennis matches um, uh, years ago. Russell, what do you have for us? Oh, man, you know what I'm looking forward to that I haven't done in a while? And, yeah, you were speaking of the COVID. It's been almost about a year and a half and definitely got slammed by that. I'm, I'm finally, after all this time, I'm, I'm finally getting my feeling back to my hands, my feet. Um, I can't wait to throw on my my rollerblades. I, I've been, you know, in the past I, ro- I was rollerblading and um, call it inline skating. I love it. I get my pads, my elbow pads. I have my knee pads. I have a helmet. I have wrist protectors. You know, I get I get the whole gear down. And once I get going, it's almost like an Olympic skater. I just I find a nice open stretch, and I just go back and forth, back and forth. And it's 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 the most wonderful feeling in the world. I just can't wait wait to get back out there and start doing it again. Once I get my cardio going. It's it's a breeze. You know, go by the beach, let the wind hit you in the back. Sometimes if you're lucky, you get the wind will get you right in the back and just push you along, give you a break, mm-hmm. and you just keep going. You know, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't try to do anything fancy. I'm not spinning around like in the eighties and you know, doing that disco music with it. I, I just I'm looking at it like uh like a speed skater and I love it. Mm-hmm. Man. Just can't wait to get out. There's a lot of things on the bucket list. There's even I got I have a room filled with uh, my scuba gear that I haven't I haven't taken my class yet. I still I still need a um, a regulator. I need I need to get a tank. I get everything else I have, but I haven't I haven't done the the uh, class yet. And that's my that's my big bucket list, man. I I've tried scuba diving before. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And um, I I got to do it again. I don't care how old I am. I'm gonna I'm going to get under that water yet and do this. <laughs> so would you, would you go down to Florida and join that expedition where uh, they have mermaids swearing, uh, swimming? Would you be a mermaid? Like, a, I don't know, Oh man. Cape Verdean mermaid or, <laughs> you know, let me, let me, <laughs> Hey, let me share it. Let me share something really cool with you, man. Let me share something really cool. You know, I know a lot of people can relate to this. If you get an octolus, you guys know the octolus, right? Mm-hmm. The VR. You put that on, man, they have some um, downloads on YouTube or it comes with the program where you're under the you're under the ocean and you're along with these scuba divers and the scuba divers are right alongside of you and you're swimming along with them. And sometimes you'll look at they got everything. I mean, they got scuba diving, they got space. You can do a space walk a whole bit and you're dressed. You get all the equipment on and you're diving with them. So you get the feeling that you're you're, you're doing it because I know I've done it before, so I know the, I know what the feeling is. So when you're you're doing this Oculus thing, man, I wish I had one of those when um, when you know when COVID broke out, we were all stuck in the house. I I wouldn't have been at all bothered. I mean, I have all these other little projects that I was doing during COVID, but man, I tell you, if you haven't tried that, try it. Have you ever if you've ever stood on the top of Mount Everest? You can stand on the top of Mount Everest. You can do a, a, a skydive. You can do all of these things, man. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing, especially for people who, who experience it with shut-ins um, or something. Or if they were a senior and they wanted to go on a trip, you can go on a Google. You can do a Google map 
and go to your old town or something that you once lived in. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I talked uh, this week about them. And, and um, one of the things that I would like to see and, and hopefully I can find on it um, is I've been following a lot of history. Um, and one of the history things, uh, history adventures I want to go on is to see the Nazi tunnels. Um, there was Nazi tunnels under Germany that would uh, free up, just in case they needed it, a million people at once, being cars, vehicles, trucks. And apparently you can go in those tunnels and escape Germany if you had it had to. Um, and so I, always, I I seen them years ago in different documentaries, but they were only still photos, you know. But I would like to see video footage of it. Um, there was, uh, at one point there was, uh, probably a good four and a half feet of water in those tunnels over the years, because as they had the tunnels, there were down below and underground, there was always, there was also huge structures above them. So as, as decades passed, they would just slowly, you know, cause seepage and water and, and, uh, but that was something that I would like to experience along with um, maybe, um, you know, uh, some African, uh, you know, trails and, and like to see all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but, you know, the Oc- that the Oculus is um, it was it's just worldwide, you know, so many things you can do with it. So, yeah, good. Good job, Russell. Unbelievable, Michael. Man. So Russell, I get a follow-up. So when you're rollerblading, do you send out a public service notice to the to the entire southeastern Massachusetts so they know you're out there? So if you crash into somebody, they can go help you and find you. Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. how that works? Hey, I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I do have an I do have an answer to that. And my my wife has has said that she's going to get me a T-shirt that says, "If you fall down, call this number. This yes, is my yeah. husband. He's he's down on the ground now. All the time that I've been out." I think, you know, maybe six months, I fell only once. And when I did fall, the reason I fell is because the skates that I have, um, they have a they have a lockdown strap. And, and, and to prepare yourself for the boot, it has an inner, it has a lining in it. And you take the lining and you put it in the oven just for like two minutes. And then when it's warm, you take it out and you sit down and you put your, your foot in the boot with the liner and you just put your weight on it. And what happens is it, it, it molds to your foot. So one day what I did was I took one of these gel, these gel patches and I wanted to put it under the heel of, of the boot. Now, remember the, the, the boot really makes your, your foot tight. You don't want to mess around with it any other way because it's hugging your foot. And so when I was going down a hill, that gel, Change the dynamics of of the boot, and and I went into a spin. So so it was no longer the I, I no longer did I have the cushion, not the cushion. I no longer had the 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 snug tight fit anymore. So it was moving around. It was kind of jelly moving. So when I moved around, it spun me around, and I went down a hill, and um, I just. I just went with the spin and crashed into some bushes and there was a couple of apartment complexes around and I 
And I said, you better get yourself back up because everybody's looking at you downtown, New Bedford, and you better pick yourself up and get going again. So that's what I did. I just got back so up. No, no videos of that crash and no pictures of that crash? That's no, I don't, no, 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 no. Actually. I, yeah. Listen, Michael. You know what? I do. Michael. I got a video footage. And, um, <laughs> this this guy was the cause of all of it. Right here, man. It was a, Michael. <laughs> All right. You, you know what? Let me go. I'll go to my YouTube. I got a, I have a, well, we're doing all this later. I'm going to get my clip of me rollerblading because I have a clip of me rolling. You know what happened when I started? I started getting a little audience as I was going out rollerblading. I would stop and go to different places and um, I would talk about, you know, little historical pieces as I was running by Fort Tabor or something. I'd pull over, explain it, and then go on. So I don't know. I might I might do that again. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see. There's so many things that, you know, you you still want to do. I have too many too many bucket lists of things to want to want to finish. So we'll um, see where we go with it. Michael, did you end up end up meeting up with um with Demers from the Celtics? Well, we connected on Facebook, um, so I haven't done anything further with that. Um, but I did look kind of look at his pictures and stuff and I was. Um, I was showing my wife the other day because there was some pictures from the grammar school that um, I went to and, and just looks exactly the same. And um, so Ford Junior High actually has a, has another gym. So that's not the gym that I played in. Um, yeah, that's a, that's relatively new. The gym that I played in was so – I don't know if you ever went there, Charlie, but it was really yeah. small. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was – you felt like it was a very much a band box when you were in there. And um, so, yeah, when I saw that – when I, I'd seen pictures prior to that of that facility, I was like, well, that's pretty nice. They, they did something. They added something to the school, which was very, very cool to do um, because that gym, the old gym, that goes back, I think, to the 50s, you know, early 50s, I think. Um, so that's got a lot of history to it. I don't think it exists anymore. I think they tore it down. Uh, I think it's still the same building, just – they just – you know, expanded upon it and built a brand new gym, so which is nice. But I think some down the line, I think he and I will connect further. Um, the, the I had a couple, couple ideas on how to actually kind of pull him in, so we'll see. Good, good. I, um, the gym that the last four gym I went to, I don't know if it's the same one you're talking about, but as soon as you went in the gym, your back was against the wall and the court was yeah. right there, you know. Yeah, um, that's the gym I remember. Um, yeah, that's the gym that, you know, when I, the stories I told you about um, when I was growing up in a cushionet. So the grammar school that's across the soccer field and through that parking lot to your, you know, away from the junior high, my fifth grade class, that was the first class in that building when they, when they built that school, because all the other schools, all the other schools in the cushionet were all over the place. You know, they were about, you know, you know, 10 or 15 different grammar schools, one sort of um, middle school. And, um, when I first started playing basketball, it was in that gym, in that small gym. And um, I ended up playing in that gym for what, three years, three seasons. Um, and so I have a lot of great memories there, but it was really small. And it was, what was really hard was a lot of schools that we would go play and we would play, Charlie, we, I don't know any other, what other schools were doing as far as freshman classes or freshman teams. We were playing 20 games a season. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. pretty heavy for, you know, for seventh graders and eighth graders and ninth graders, I thought. Um, but when a lot of schools started to build new gyms, it was really difficult on us to go play in a bigger gym because it's yeah. a lot more space and it's a lot more ground to cover. 
um, where you could and, go probably four or five dribbles and you're over half court. Now you're going to a, another gym and it's probably six to eight dribbles to get across half court. Um, so uh, what I what I noticed about a cushion is the uh, huge um, civic pride when it comes to uh, youth sports. So playing all those games would definitely make sense because, um, you know, the the parents in in a community love to support their local uh you know youth sports so i can understand you know parents just want a little bit more so and back uh, then it was you know it was a lot of it wasn't so much basketball and it wasn't so much football but it was baseball so it was little league and the pony league team um i think 1980 1980 i think it's 1980 they win the pony league championship mm -hmm. you know so i knew so gary Cathcat was on that team a couple other kids i knew on that team um, so that's what they were, you know, in Pope Park. That's what it was big. That was big. Baseball was big there. And then you probably, probably basketball next and some football with Pee Wee and midget football. Um, but nice. yeah, yeah, it was for a small town. There was that, you know, sort of that core group that would kind of move things around. And it was just a couple of families that were involved with it. And yeah, but it's very nice that they've actually helped help that out and actually get a, a, a new facility, a, a bigger facility to take in, you know, all those kids because that town has grown. I mean, I I took a ride when I was in town, Todd, when you and I were trying to get together. Mm -hmm. I took a ride by my old house and that area is just expanded. It's just you can't find your way yeah. around. I got I got lost. The first time I'd gone <laughs> back was a bunch of years ago. I got lost. I couldn't find my old house. And so mm -hmm. But that's what happened. That town, that when I had come into that town, it was really small. Everybody spread out, and then all of a sudden, development started to happen. And so you had to account for that within the schools too. Yeah, people don't realize that you were trying to get away from uh, the city, whether it be here, around here, or whether it's up north. You know, people are just trying to get away, and um, that little town, you know, along with a few others, as far as you know, you can go to Plymouth, you know, people are migrating and building houses you know, left and right, you know, and it, it starts way back when, you know, so. It does. And I remember when I was in high school, my, like my senior year, I've told the story to my wife before that I could hear blasting going on because they were, you know, there was this huge rock shelf in through a cushion that went through our property. Mm -hmm. And so they're having to, you know, blow these, you know, blow the, the ground up to try to build some foundations for these homes. So I was there when it started, and then I, you know, go to college and kind of and move back to New Bedford. So I missed some of it, but then going back, it's it's, it's really it's kind of, it's really bizarre when you go back. Very nice. Um, what are you staring up up there, Russell? What are you doing, man? I well, I was you. trying to find I was trying to find my um, my rollerblading video, but we'll have to do it another time. But what I was it, thinking of you, is when. Didn't you wear leg warm warmers back then? You know, you had like, oh, like disco leg warmers and it, uh, you know, you know, I I only go out during the summertime and I, like I said, I'm I'm real particular about protecting my knees, my hands. I have like I said, I have wrist protectors. If if I feel like I'm going down, you you should really wear a wrist protector because then you can go down, you know, forward onto your hands or your knees. Why well, I see a lot of people doing a mistake is that they don't have these things. Number one, wear a helmet at all times, wear a helmet because someone else could either crash into you. You could get hit by a car. I'm, I'm big on wearing a helmet and I'm big on having, uh, you know, protection on your hands or something. Because if you fall, you know, it could be the last time you get up. And uh, 
You know, it's not it's not a joke. It's real serious stuff. If you're gonna have fun doing these things, you gotta you gotta do it safe. Whatever it is, you know. True. The uh, this was um this was really kind of a podcast I expected with you guys and you know, all us laughing, joking, talking about each other, and um, it really was something that um. Uh, well, we I haven't like talked going... to, we haven't talked about each other yet, child. We haven't started that. You didn't initiate that. Listen, you you guys are both very um, kind of really. You know, you hurt my feelings. You know, I, I'm very fond of penguins, and you guys were already <laughs> on me. You know, it's it. I can, well, you know, the, you don't like. I like a guy in a tuxedo. It just. So I also like paint, you know, an animal in a tuxedo, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, anyways, I'm, basically, yeah. I'm expecting to see the penguin logo on something at some point between both of you. That's kind of what I'm expect- expecting. Yeah, Mike, I, Mike, Michael, he he's trying to give you ideas for your book. When you come out oh, with I your, see, I see. your book, you're gonna have you're gonna have peng- you're gonna have penguins just you know taking shots with a basketball. He's trying to put that subliminally in your. In your mind there. So. Well, I'm gonna, you know, if Michael makes it big, you know, what's gonna happen, you know, things may happen for me. You know, I could possibly be the next penguin in the next Batman movie, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I could do that, you know, kind of spice it up a little bit, you know. I, the only well, difference so if not, I was not for nothing, Charlie, but so you're pushing me towards penguin publishing, aren't you? So, not to not to go be, to be completely <laughs> literal here. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I now that you guys said that, I got something. I have something we can share on this uh, show. I want you guys to see something I did almost eight years ago. Let's take a look at this. Let's see if we can take a look. I'm Charlie. I'm going to put it on. How do I share it with you? You should have a share button on the bottom. So all right, let me see. I can share it. You... All right, let's let's pause it for a minute. Let me get it set up. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Let's see. All right, let's see if it runs right. Am I going to be able to share this? No, I don't think I can share this with you because it's your podcast. Let's see. Maybe yeah, but you it. should have hold a share it. button. Hold it, hold it. I got the share button. Yeah. Let me go over and share this. Hold on. I'm going to do share screen. Roberta share says screen. that uh, I'll probably be reincarnated as a penguin. All right. You know what? As much as I, I mean, I love like, sharks. Whoa. But I don't we'll want to shark bait. Oh, here's a series. Here's a point where I almost had to watch out for shocks. We'll take a look at this. All right. All right. I'm going to press the button. Ready? Let's see if we're sharing it. Can you see it? All right. I got to go back. Hold on a second. I got to open it up. What you're seeing right now. Can you see it now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What you're seeing is this is the. Uh, a PBS special that I was in. It's called Into the Deep. That's me with a red shirt on the bowsprit. I'm in I'm in Lake Erie, and uh, PBS made this Into the Deep movie where I'm portraying a whaler, and that's me tying some rope up. And um, this is still running. It's running in right now. It's running in Europe. This has been the longest, one of the longest season productions that PBS did, and uh, it's called Into the Deep. We basically went to Connecticut. We trained on the whale boats. And after we trained on the whale boats, by the way, there's a helicopter flying near me that we were told don't don't um don't look up at the at the helicopter. 
So we won't run the daddy grace one. I'm going to skip that. The best way to make money online we're that gonna, nobody's talking that. about. I'm going to shut that off. Hey, we got a new hobby, Is making it? money. So these right here are I don't want to. I don't want to run the daddy grace one right now. All right. All right. Let me let me shut that off. Let me shut that one off. But I wanted to share that since we're talking about you start talking about sharks. So that's 500 feet of water in Lake Erie, and that was on a, a replica uh, ship. Uh, that they they fixed to look like a whaling ship, and we went way out in the middle of Lake Erie, and we portrayed whalers on there out of New Bedford. It's supposed to be the Essex. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Very very nice. Yeah. You know, so it's one thing I always impressed with Russell Ramis, you know, along with Michael. Also, man, I I like the things that you guys have done over the years, your life experience, and um, you know. Both of you need to continue to inspire people. And I hope that Michael does hook up with, um, you know, uh, the Demers kid and, and just give that, you know, just talk, you know, because could you imagine the two, the, the two of you together and the inspiration that you would have just for that town, just for youth, you know, kids period, you know, that come from a, a small town like that. And, um, you know, and it just, your dreams are endless, you know, and, and the opportunities there, it doesn't matter where you come from. So, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, I will, uh, I, I will, you know, now if you follow up on that, I will, I will make a considered effort to try to pull him in and maybe we can have a conversation. I don't know what his schedule is like and what he's up to now. Um, but I'll try to hook up with him this week and see if we can have a conversation. It's kind of compared. I, it was interesting because when you made sort of the introduction, I, I thought, yeah, it would be pretty interesting to compare notes. Yeah. Um, especially for, you know, again, I'm a little displaced from that time and I'm not sure if even not that I'm that well known in that town any longer, but I'm wondering what he knows about kind of the past. And I don't really know much about what took place after I left so, to a certain extent, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to compare notes. That would be great. Michael, um, I know you, I know you love basketball and I, and I enjoy seeing all your pictures you've posted and you send so much information to us. You just, you know, it's just a, a whole bunch of stuff. Sometimes I just, I, I wish I could always answer you when you send stuff, but keep it coming. Uh, what I want to know, what I want to know is one day, can we, uh, it was me, you and Charlie can play a, uh, what do you call it? We can play a basketball game. We play. I, I haven't played ball in so long. It's been so many years. We'll see what we can do. What do you think? Well, I'd be very much up to that, and it would have to be very gentle because I haven't played either. Right, so there's been a, there's been a big gap <laughs> so in my time. Be, are, you, are you saying that? Are you saying that we're all three senior citizens? Is that what well? You're saying? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coming out and saying that, but I'm just saying that there's, there's been these stories of of men going out and playing pickup, and all of a sudden blow out an ACL, blow out mm -hmm. an Achilles. I am just well, not we, that guy. We, we can yeah. go in, we can go in slow motion. Don't worry. That's well, well, I think I think inherently that's going to have to be right. I don't think that's something you're going to have to consciously do. I just think it just it just occurs now. I will I, tell you that the last time I so it's a number of years. It's probably now ten years that I did work out at Steve Burgos courts, the outdoor courts in Dartmouth. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working out with someone, um, actually my brother. Who was going? I think I told you the story, child. That he was going out for um, the same basketball team, and he this was thanks. This was Thanksgiving, and I didn't know those courts were even there. So he wow. takes me there, and I was I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Plexiglass backboards. I was completely stunned. 
and sure. we worked out for an hour. We had a court by ourselves, and we're doing half court and full court stuff. And there was a game going on next to us. And right when we were about to leave, the, the some guy came up to to both of us and said, "Would you like to play?" And I looked at my brother and I said, "I'm not running. Mm. You want to have a run? Go <laughs> right ahead." Um, <laughs> But I just knew that, you know, I, I had a good time with him and I knew sort of my limitations that day. Um, but that's really the last time I did anything. Hmm. You did know, the basketball um, in my hands. Yeah, it's been many, many years since I played basketball. I, I did play for Well Away. Um, well Away was uh, on, it was, a, what was it? The, what was that? Uh, help me out, Charlie. There's a center on C, CYL. Oh, was it CYL. CYL. CYO on County Street is where I used to play for a well away. And I wasn't I wasn't the greatest as far as the technical part of basketball, but I could definitely hustle. As a matter of fact, I think that well, one of the coaches was Johan. Uh, Stevie Gomes was was the coach for OLOA. And I can't remember the other coach's name, but I thought it was really, really cool. You know, I I think what I liked the best was the jersey, the blue jersey with the with the white lettering. And I tried to do my best play. I didn't exactly have an audience um, from home. There weren't too many people in my house that really watched basketball. I was the only one that went. I just wanted to be a part of part of a group, so I went along. It was it was fun for a while. And I was just thinking about how your stories when you when you start writing about basketball, it's more than just about bouncing a ball, man. It's a it's about the little things in between. It's the point A to point B. It's the moments. When a kid goes to a game, it's the pressure of an audience. I remember I used to go to games and, man, I was like looking at the crowd and I said, oh, my goodness, man, I got to get out on this court and run up and down. And I remember getting the ball in my hand once. I stole the ball and I was, it was my first time I ever got the ball in my hands and I was booking towards the opposite side of the court with the ball. And I went to, I went to put the ball up and, I, and, and, and one of the players um, – knocked the ball out of my hand. It was was that feeling, that moment that I was like, you know, I was like, wow. I think if I would have just got that shot off, if that ball would have just went in that basket, I would have had a whole different kind of feeling about playing the game. But, um, you know, it was so disappointing to know that that ball just did not go into that basket. I was like, I stole the ball. Now what I needed to do was get it in the basket, man. That would have, I would have just loved to hear the crowd just cheer. You know, when the ball went in the basket, that would have been the ultimate feeling. But you know, yeah, that's your, how to it is. Point, with sport. To, to your point, Russell, the, the the point A to point B is really some of the stuff that I've shared with. I think most a lot with Charlie and some with you, Russell. Is that's been the stuff, the tough that's been that's the stuff that has been hard to kind of pull together in my head and how to talk about that because you know the basketball stories are fine, but there is you know there are you know there is stuff that's behind all of that that lends to the story, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm writing. Right. That's Definitely. that's what this turned out to be, which I didn't expect that I would go I could, in that. Direction. I could get the feeling. I get the feeling that's what you're doing with that. And I said, yeah. man, that's going to be really cool. You, you know, keep going with it. And there's those real fine yeah, moments, cool. those real fine moments, man. Or just, you know, that nervousness or, or, you know, getting it, stealing that ball or whatever, man. Those things are good. It's good stuff. There's, uh, there's some great stories. And uh, like I said, I always say I can't wait until the story's done. Um, and I'm not rushing you because, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the more coming out of that head of Michael Smale, the better, you know, so I can't wait. 
And, uh, I think, because... Charlie, you know, and, and I, I kind of put a prediction on myself, I think, the first time you and I talked about this, which was a mistake on my part because I just didn't know what I didn't know. Um, you know, it probably looks more like, you know, early, early next year that mm-hmm. I get it out, you know, and, and, and part of the just, the, you know, not to get long on this, but it's just keeping it organized, right? Trying to figure out, you know, the, the, the calculation of words, the calculation of pages, the calculation of the size of it, and then going to the next phase of it, of the editor side of it and making sure that's right. So I've been, you know, I've been painstakingly going through things, and but but the cha- but the fun part of it is, is retelling these stories in my head, retelling them to my wife, who, as I've told you before, has been through most of it. Um, and then going back to my dad with some of this and me expressing what I can just, and I know it's, I know a lot of what I've passed out is really out of context mm-hmm. because nobody knows the full, the full scope of it. Um, and so, but I've been happy to kind of just kind of share and express what I've been going through and what I've been, you know, what I've been able to get down and document. That's been fun. You know, Good. aside from talking to the old guys that played, that's been fun too, right? Going into the research of New Bedford for, for a little bit and understanding what took place. A lot I didn't know. Um, and I don't have a lot in there, but I have enough that kind of gives a flavor to the area. Um, mm. And you guys know more about that than I do, but that's been fun. It's just, you know, kind of being uh, going at it from the historical perspective on my part has been interesting going back and looking at all that stuff. In fact, uh, you know, great job, Michael. Um, Russell, I, I did speak to uh, Stevie Gomes um, this this week, maybe four days ago, I think it was. Michelle and I happened to be going up the street, and he was outside talking to one of the uh, um, counselors out there. Excellent. And, uh, and I, I I had to stop. I, I just had to ask him that question. So, and he said, uh, "Yeah, he'd like to do it." You know, so verbally, okay. verbally, he, he's still you know speaking well enough to have a, a, a good conversation on a podcast. Um, but it will probably be a shorter podcast than, than uh, we probably want to, you know, so, but. Um, can, I, know, can I jump in real quick on sure. something on that, Charlie? Sure. You know what's been very cool and which has been for the, for the, the men that I've spoken to and other conversations I've had about the, that same group of guys, you know, late 60s, early 70s group or the middle 60s group is how, and I don't think they know this, and if they do, they don't talk about it and they don't express it, about their level of importance, what they've meant for the area and what Mm -hmm. they've meant for athletics and culturally in the area, that I think they know that, but they don't really want to talk about it. And um, so I found that a little bit of a challenge for my part, but I've actually looked at it as that's pretty cool they think of it that way, that they kind of hold that to themselves and they they take pride in that. And, um, you know, I've had conversations where people have tried to make a comparison, and I'm not patting myself on the back here, make comparisons of me to them. And I'm like, no, that's not that. I know who I was and I knew what I was as a athlete. And it was different. Mm-hmm. And it was different because I still look at those men and their accomplishments and what they stood for in some, rel- in some reverence. And yeah. I and I I think I shared something with you the other day when um, I was going back and forth with the guy on Instagram that I've shared some stuff with um, about what and how some of the respect for those for the Boston players, right? And mm-hmm. what's gone on with some of them and how this guy who is our age, Charlie, yeah. who has reverence to those guys that were around him and those stories that he and I have shared back and forth by different players. And when I have 
and I can make direct connection to what I've seen in southeastern Massachusetts. It's the same level of respect and it's the same level of acknowledgement that you have towards, towards those men. And you know, they were all peers of each other and all kind of banged into each other as they went through high school. And, and actually some of that stuff is even further back. Mm-hmm. But it's been very interesting watching that and, and, and watching how different men have responded and some have jumped in and responded and will give me all their time that they want. And some have been a bit of a struggle to get on the phone. I've had, I'm not going to get into who's who, but it's been challenging sometimes to try to get people to keep a commitment to have, to have a conversation. Yeah, And that's yeah, been hard. Exactly. And I understand, right? Because some people are guarded and careful. And, and to be honest, some don't know me, right? So they know my name a little bit and they know some, we know some of the same people. So that's been a bit of a challenge, but it's been, I, you know, it's funny how I still have these conversations with people about, look, this took place then, and this is what it looks like. And then when I hear somebody from Boston make reference to Stevie Gomes or someone mm-hmm. from Boston make reference to Bart Leach, someone yep. makes reference to Tommy Baroa, you know, my eyes light up when I hear that stuff because I know what that group of men and what they stood for and, you know, you, you know, and I've, I've, I've written this, right? And I think I've shared this with you, Charlie, maybe you, Russell, and if I haven't, I will get it to you, that, you know, I looked at it as like this club that you had access to and you wanted to get into this club, but there were certain things you needed to prove to get into this club. And that's kind of how I looked at myself with those men, right? Even though, okay, whatever I was, I was, and that's fine. But I look at it as I wanted into that club. And then mm-hmm. once I get in there, I'm not leaving. <laughs> you know, and that's and I wrote that and I and I shared that with my dad and he came back to me the next day. And that's not my dad. He would not respond that quickly to something that I had given him. And he said to me, he goes, Michael, that's pretty good. And I and I get not patting myself and bragging here. I told my father, I said, no, that's not pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, because yeah I've exactly. Been, I, I had been struggling to communicate that because I couldn't. I felt it and I felt it from the time I was 12 years old until I was into my early 20s. And I couldn't figure out what that was. And I couldn't figure out how to get it out and say it. And I, Charlie, I said this and I wrote it. I was watching TV with my wife and I came into my office and I just wrote it. And it's not big, right? It's a paragraph. It's a paragraph about six to eight sentences, Mm -hmm. but it just came out of me. Don't know why. I don't know what I was watching to kind of motivate that (laughs) or kind of spur that on. But that's how I look at it as what I'm trying to communicate that, you know, I was lucky to be part of this, right? And I tried to take advantage of what I could take advantage of through access to different people, different groups, and just trying to move all that forward. But then those stories are everywhere, right? You talk to people in Boston, I'm communicating with people from Boston, just through online access, through Instagram or through Facebook, and they have those same stories. So it's been very cool to kind of, you know, kind of grasp and kind of get your arms around all of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is, uh, I, I mean, me personally, anything that goes back as a flashback or, uh, you know, folk story or whatever it may be, but as long as it goes back, you know, um, back in that era, I like listening to it and I can listen to it forever. Mm. And that, that doesn't necessarily have to be sports. It can be almost anything, sure. you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and because I think that all the stories you get from back then, teaching moments even for now you know and um i always tell everyone i was glad i was born when i was born you know i seen Mm -hmm. a mixture i I seen some of the old ways into this new new way of thinking and uh you know it made me the person that i am today so but um 
I uh, cannot wait for those stories to come out. Um, and uh, absolutely. So, the, you know, uh, one thing I want to do is um, I just want to both of you when you have a, a chance after this podcast, if you do, um, if I don't get it within the hour, I'm just going to make up a, a little quick bio of both of you. But if you have okay. something that's already written down, just give it to me. So when I share it to Spotify and Anchor, um, you know, it, it, I, I just want to, I want everybody, the listeners to know who you two are. So, you know, if you can send me something that you already written up, don't, don't mm -hmm. write anything up, but something short, you know, Russell, I can go through your, uh, through the, uh, the acting page and, uh, grab that stuff, you know, and I'll also add the rush show on it. And mm -hmm. um, so, but go ahead, I, Russell, you were going to yeah, say something. I, I just want to share something. And Michael was mentioning, uh, you know, you, when, well, both of you were saying how you, you know, you go in, you go into the moment. And I was showing you that little clip about the whaling thing because, see, my grandfather, he was a whaler, and he'd always explain to me about what what that experience was like. And then here I was uh, in that situation where I felt like I went back into a time tunnel. I felt like I went into the moment I was him. I, I was him all the way. They always said I look like him, I act like him, whatever. I'm not doing it purposely. It's just it's just there. So for that moment, I had the opportunity to play a whaler on the ship. I was in a time tunnel. I was completely focused. And it's really even strange now, like even with your books, like when you write your book, Michael, you'll probably be reading it one day when it's done and you'll, you'll look at it like you're looking into a t time tunnel and going, wow, that is, a that is you know, we, we all look back at ourselves from the years past. We've changed. We don't look the same or whatever. Well, the same thing happened here. Looking back, if I was to run that that video and, and watch it at home, that's not, it's me, but it's not me. It's going into the past. It's a time tunnel. I'm looking, looking at something that was created, but it's still for me. It's so, it's so real. You know, it's not just, it's just not acting it out. I'm in that moment. So the same thing with your basketball. I think when you, when you get that story and you, and, and you, and you fulfill it and put it all out, one day you're going to be reading it and going, I'm looking in a, you know, looking down this scope and I'm looking right at this stuff that was, that was inside of you, but now it's out. It's just like, you know, Charlie's story about still standing. When I read it, I was like, wow, this guy was in the zone when he was doing this because of all that. Like you said, you were trying to get information. He wasn't sure himself. He said he went up to the door. He went up to Andre's house. He was going to ask questions. He was like, oh, goodness, you know, I got to really be strong. At times, you know, you probably felt like, you know, emotions, you probably got your, your emotions were getting getting wrapped up, but you know, you had to get this done. So um, yeah, that's, that, that is definitely, you know, I felt like that too. I was like, whoa, man, I am in the moment of this. And it, it, it's, it's, we're recreating something. And that that's like so important. It's well, you know, so, we're gonna you know, touch so many people. You're gonna touch so you know, many in, people. In, in my in my virtual relationship with Charlie, you know, and, and this sort of came out of a nudge by him, right? And it was nothing dramatic. It was just something that he made a comment on the comment you made when we were on with Jimmy Colbert, Charlie. Yeah. And that pushed me in a direction like, and I had heard this from other people too that teasingly had said things, and all of a sudden I just started, and I just and it just has gone from there. I never thought 
I had, and I still question myself, right? I have these insecurities about what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to write. Everybody has that, right? So yeah. um, that's not unique, but it is something that I didn't think I had um, the ability to actually to, to communicate. And I hope, you know, and then I'm painstakingly going through this because I want it, as I said to Charlie, I want it to be good. And I don't want it to be, I don't want it to look like it was done haphazardly. And I want to mm -hmm. make sure I get enough professionals around it that can help me, but not get it to a point where I get hindered by it also. Yeah. So there's that fine line that I'm trying to go back and forth on and people that I've spoken to, to try to help me understand. And, but yes, when I read Charlie's book also, Russell, I felt the same thing, that kind of knocking on the door, approaching people cold. Um, and even when you had agreed to speak, being careful and being gentle in who you're speaking with and trying to get something out of them that is meaningful to you and to them, right? And trying to express that story. Those are real challenges. And as I, as I expressed earlier, that it's, um, you never know who that audience is. You never know who that person is you're coming in contact with, even though they're open to talking. Um, you have to try to kind of figure your way. And I keep on using the word gentle, but that's how you have to be, right? Because that was a really sensitive issue that Charlie was broaching with those people about a particular person and that person's impact. And I can, when I read that, I, I, my impact to that was how impactful that person was. And I knew that person a little bit, right? I only knew from mm -hmm. reading and I knew the error and I knew, I knew what happened. Um, and, but I was reminded when I read the book and I, and I was reminded of just how difficult it is to have those discussions with people about an issue, about someone who was important to the area and trying to create that framework for that is challenging. It just really is. But this has pushed me, right? That has pushed me to say, okay, I, I read this, I've been reading a lot and has really energized me to do this at different times. Exactly. Very, very nice. The, uh, all we can do is keep on inspiring and pushing each other to continue with our dreams and goals. Um, you know, Russell's doing his thing still in the acting and, uh, and, I already, I mean, I, I look at Russell and I, I, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on the TV more often on the movie screen, you know, for some, just his commitment and, and dedication to, to acting and, 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 and his role playing, um, is uh, second to none. And I just hope that, uh, when he's finally done with anything that he's doing right now, you know, I can't wait for the next chapter in his life to, uh, to excel even more than what he's already has. So, and Michael, continue with your book. I really, really uh, can't wait for that. And uh, if I have to wait six more months, <laughs> I'll do it. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely uh, going to be something that I'm anticipating. And, uh, you know, whether it's I'm anticipating it as a freshman in high school or I'm anticipating it as a junior in high school. I can't wait until that graduation. Well, means, so not to go long on this again, but there is this side of me. That I'm like, okay, I have this written. Can I, can somebody take it and do something with it right now so I can get it away from me? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do have that urge sometimes. And I, and I think it comes out of me all of a sudden late night, you guys will be waking up the next morning, something sitting in your inbox from me. And that's because I've, you know, something's happened where I've been able to kind of pull something together and I, I'm trying to express it. Right. So, that's been pretty fun to go through that. And I drive my wife crazy with that because, you know, I know she's half asleep and I'm trying to do some of this stuff. But, um, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm right there with you, Charlie, because I'd like it to be done tomorrow. But I know that's not the case. And, again, I'm just trying to, you know, 
trying to be careful with this and trying to make sure I do it right. Good. Well, I, I want to thank both of you for uh, dedicating your uh, precious time. You know, you both work hard throughout the week. And um, so, you know, when you come on the spirit of moment, you know, where we're just, Hey, you want to come on a podcast and you, and it's all, it's always yes. And I appreciate that. Um, and this is a good listen for the really Charlie podcast. So I can't wait to listen to it tomorrow while I'm working, uh, driving, you know, to the state of Rhode Island and, uh, I'll get to listen to you guys all over again. So, all right. Um, it's about a minute. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. We had an extended time, but, um, we can do this anytime, you know, it doesn't have to be Russell contacting me, me contacting Russell. It could be Michael contacting both of us and saying, Hey, let's do something, you know? Um, and, uh, feel free, you know, we could, uh, you know, let you be the host, Michael, and you bring out all Absolutely. the questions. You know? He's been a part of this for so well, long. I'll have, to, I'll have to brush up, Charlie, on the Penguin questions. If I'm going to host this, then I'm, that's what I'm going to have to do. Oh, I own copyright. I own I own some uh, royalties to that penguin situation. So, yeah, you're gonna have to think of something else. You know, I will. Maybe, I will. I'll do that. Maybe, maybe a blue devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. I uh, love you guys. What are you gonna say, Russ? No, I just enjoy it, and, and thanks for coming coming by the radio station like you always do too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that's that is so easy because it's I can get it anywhere, right? So if I'm out, I get it. If I can do it in my car, I get it through my car. If I'm out, you know, you know, running or something, we can, you know, out exercising, I can do it. So that's been easy. That's been a lot of fun to have on. It's just just something very interesting to have on in my, in my in my home. And as I expressed earlier, you know, neighbors, you know, that's fine. They can they can deal with it however they're going to deal with it. But um, <laughs> that's always a lot of fun. It breaks up it breaks up the night. Uh, it breaks up us, you know, kind of going through whatever we're going through for the day. Um, but that's very, very cool. Are you guys planning on doing more? Or are you just is, are you just locked into that one night? Probably just that one night, unless uh, Brian has yeah. another brainstorm and he wants to do something else, you know. But uh, yeah, right now yeah. it's uh, well, we added the uh, the news brief to it, so I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying that. We're gonna do the news brief. We oh, by the way, Charlie, I gotta let you know about the uh, replacement I have for. You're gonna you're gonna have a replacement person in for a moment tomorrow. I'm not gonna share with you the secret person who's coming along with me, but you oh. might get an you might get an idea who they are tomorrow. I'm bringing them along. Boy, <laughs> I like to put this right. <laughs> He's like, look at his head. He's like, oh no. Oh, yes, no. All right, it's, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the penguin. You're not gonna have the penguin doing it. But I'm just gonna sit back and, and listen. Don't be giving us a lot to do, you know. You better make sure you're on point, all right? Because I know you senior citizens a little lax, you know. <laughs> Forget things, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, whatever you want, Russell. Man, all it's right. our okay. it's our show. Our show. You do what you want, whatever okay. you wish, you know. And uh, all right, all right, all right, guys. Take care. Hey, guys. God bless. Good to talk to you later. Appreciate you guys. All right. See you guys online. Okay, All good. Right. Take care. Bye, audience. All right, everyone. My two friends, my good friends, they, they're definitely reliable and um, have a lot to share. Um, and Michael is, is doing his own thing with his book. He's 
definitely going to be one of the books that uh, I can't wait to put on my shelf. Russell has the Rush Show, um, where he brings on many guests, usually on the artistic, uh, you know, genre, you know, and, uh, you know, he definitely brings them on. He has a few in the wake that uh, should be interesting shows. And, uh, but I'll uh, also share his material and everything that he's doing too. So feel free to continue to join me on a weekly basis here on Wednesday on the Really Charlie podcast. I'm here on Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, LinkedIn, YouTube, and, uh, you know, so, and if you want a guest to, to appear on the show, just send me an email or drop me a message. The email is really Charlie podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. As always, I appreciate you and all that you guys have done for me with the comments. Um, it really makes me happy when I see people paying attention to the really Charlie podcast. All right. Good night, everyone. And here's my intro song from Lionel Peter Walker. Take care, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday. It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yo, yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chance, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yo, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast. Bump into your broadcast. Grab a chance, fill your glass. You are listening to WMB1 Radio, your urban music link from the secret city. Your hosts, Charlie Perry and Russell Raymond, serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio.